0: everyone welcome back to music to my ears my name is courtney if it is your very first time listening to this podcast welcome welcome if it's your second third fourth fifth or more time listening to any episode welcome back happy to have you here again uh okay let's get into things i am so sore right now you guys oh wait first of all happy 2022 I, this is i think this is our first episode together in the new year so that's pretty exciting even though it's already like January 6th that I'm recording this now but nevertheless happy new year's everyone hopefully you all had great holidays and winter breaks and new year's plans um and spent time with the people you loved so anyways without further ado let's get into life so (laughs) I don't know about you guys but I never really do like, New Year's, what do you call it? What do you call that? New Year's resolutions, yes. I feel like everyone, it's just so cliche now, like, everyone who has New Year's resolutions are always like, oh, people just follow it for a couple of days or a couple of weeks and then they drop it, right? That's kind of me, so I, like, never took New Year's resolutions pretty seriously, um, but after being a hermit crab and a sloth for the past year, I was like, okay, no, I need to get my butt up and do some like physical activity or else I will end up as a potato when I'm 30. So starting on January 1st, what I did was I have held myself to a standard that I will stretch. And you know, stretch is like a, stretch is like a, it's a pretty like flexible term, not to, you know, make it a pun. But I said, as long as I stretch at least once every day, That'll be good enough, right? And every day that I don't stretch, I owe my parents a dollar, which can totally rack up if you slack off and skimp for a couple of days. So even though we're only six days into the new year, I have stretched every day. Some days I've stretched more diligently than others, but I have stretched in some capacity. um you know that's it's most of the kind of like stretching your calves and your legs. I probably should do stretches for my back because my back is like as stiff as a board and I can hardly bend over but not even like not even like bending forward but like bending backwards which I know is like not a common thing people do but I really do want to fix not fix but I really want to improve on the back flexibility so I better start working on that but mostly just kind of the basic like arm leg kind of stretches right and so I was like adding on to this not as part of a new year's resolution but maybe just kind of a little what do you call it a little extension you know I wanted to actually start working out again. So, you know, back in the day when I was younger, aka like first summer of the pandemic, I like diligent, like back when there was like that whole craze of like fitness YouTube channels, like Chloe Ting, I don't know who else, but I did a lot of her videos during that summer of like, I think it was 2020. I like diligently did at least like one of her videos every day. And there was even a couple of weeks where I did like her whole training program thing, and I was, like, not in tip-top shape, but it was, like, the best shape I had been in since, like, you know, finishing, like, tennis back in, like, high school, and so, and then I guess there was that, and then right before that summer, before the pandemic, in like winter quarter of my first year, I was living in a dorm that was really far from the quad and far from a lot, a lot of the gyms. So we had our own like mini gym in the basement, right? And so I would like go on the treadmill for a bit. I would um do some like stretches and crunches and stuff on like the yoga mats and whatnot. And I was also pretty f in that sense. And I was also going to like archery practices for just like club archery that we had during winter quarter not that that's like a full body workout or anything but my arms definitely felt it after going pretty consistently every week and so you know those are my glorious f- physically fit days you know but that was like forever ago and then like summer of like 2022 2021 happened and I never really like exercise so now that it's 2022 gotta be, stay on top of things, and start exercising, even if it's not, you know, going to the gym, but at least doing some, like, you know, personal workouts, right, so, and it's not even just, like, following a video that you have to do, you can, like, identify, okay, take, like, like, I, I take this advice with, like, a grain of salt coming from someone who, like, rarely exercises, but I feel like if you just find a certain kind of, like, exercise, what do you call it, I don't know, like, exercise, not even activities, but just like, like, you know, like a sit up or like crunches or, you know, squats, like the, I don't, what do you call those exercise, like reps? I don't know. But if you find specific like movements or whatever that, that you, that are, you know, targeting certain parts of your body that you want to do, I feel like if you just do a certain number of reps, it's like, you don't have to like follow an entire video. You can just kind of like create your own little regiment If that makes sense. I don't know. That's what I've been thinking about doing. So anyways, yesterday I did like 80 squats, which was probably not a good idea on my part just because I literally have hardly worked out before then and I just like went ham into those 80 squats yesterday. And when I woke up this morning, my thighs and like calves, my, my like legs were sore. And you know when you like work out super hard and your legs are really sore and you're like trying to go up and down stairs and you kind of feel like you can't bend your legs or else your like muscles will tense and it'll be super sore. That's kind of the situation I'm in. And so I haven't done any squats today because I know when I do those squats, my leg muscles will burn. Like they will, I don't I don't even know. I don't know if you guys can relate to that feeling. Pro- if you're super fit probably if you're not fit also probably but yeah my body is very sore today but in addition to legs we can't skimp out on arms I like to think that I'm decently strong but right now my arms are like noodles so we're also going to be doing push-ups have I done them yet not exactly but we will get to them so those are my that's my like main new year's resolution just like you know working out a teeny bit more than i did last year which was like not at all um making sure to to like stretch and keep my body like somewhat flexible because i don't want to like have the body of a 50 year old when i'm 20 which is the path that i'm on right now if i continue to not work out so i definitely gotta do that but anyways let me know what you guys have decided for your resolutions if you have any. You can post it on my Instagram post. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see what everyone is trying to do for the new year. In terms of academic things like classes, I gotta give you guys an update on that class I was telling you about. If you haven't listened to the past couple of episodes, there is one of these classes that I'm taking this upcoming quarter. So my winter quarter starts on Monday, and I'm taking four classes, and one of the classes, though, only has two, okay, it has three people right now, thanks to my recruiting, but it used to only have two students, one of which was me, um, but it's a class that is, like, super, super oriented towards what I want to do, the future so it's called international environmental policy i'm an environmental science major i was like oh my gosh i love this class it's normally offered during spring quarter but the professor kind of last minute like switched it to next quarter winter quarter just because he was busy spring quarter and so i think a lot of people just didn't know it was being offered and so there's so few people in it and i'm very worried that it's gonna get canceled I don't want to doom it to a certain fate, but I feel like three people is just too little to keep a class going. My only hope is that, so I've been advertising this class, like I advertised it in my environmental club, I advertised it to my like other environmental club, and then I advertised it to the Facebook group for, for my like class, like class of 2023, um, and that upped it from two to three. I was a little hopeful that, like, you know, advertising it to my entire, like, class would get me to five, maybe, because I feel like five is, like, not a huge amount of students, but it's not, like, two, you know, and so, and also the maximum number of students for the class is 25, and I was just thinking five is, like, already 20% of 25, you know, so it's, like, maybe maybe class can canceling of classes is contingent on how many students there are relative to the max number in that class i don't even know i don't even know if that makes sense so since classes start in like a couple days i don't have a lot of hope for this class again there's still only three people but when i emailed like the professor and everything he was like oh i don't know the status of the class And so I'm just trying to, like, let students know that this class is also an option because he's teaching another class this coming quarter. It's just that class is, like, full and it's not, you know, it's obviously not the same class as International Environmental Policy. So, you know, by the next episode of this podcast, you guys will know if the class ended up getting canceled. I'm, you know, crossing my fingers, hoping that people are interested in it. It is kind of a niche topic, So I wouldn't be surprised if not too many people joined, especially since it's so late in in adding and dropping classes and swapping them. But, you know, one can hope. I'll keep you guys updated on that. And so I guess for the rest of this episode, I wanted to give you guys some recommendations for some TV shows. You know, you got to get that last binge watching in before the winter quarter or the spring semester starts. And so, and also because I totally forgot to talk about these last episode, I remember having to talk about them. Okay, so my first show that I wanted to recommend to you guys is called The Silent Sea. It is a Korean drama released by Netflix, so it is very kind of... You know, it's like in Korean, there's Korean actors, but the cinematography, the style of filming is very kind of like Western media and film, I guess you could say. And it's just super well done. It was released quite recently on Christmas, so like December. Oh no, I think it was Christmas Eve, December 24th of 2021. Yeah. And it is a sci fi K drama apparently the first like sci-fi Korean drama that took that takes place on the moon so I ha- I can't even think of like any other sci-fi Korean dramas I've watched but so this this drama is only eight episodes of about like 45 minutes long each so perfect for binge watching in a short amount of time it is about this group of astronauts that get recruited to be sent to this abandoned space station on the moon. And they're told that they have to recover these samples that are very, very fragile. They're, like, kept in these very cold temperature conditions, but they're not told exactly what they are. Um, and the kind of, I guess, important part of, of the premise of the story is that it takes place in, in a future dystopian earth where resources are scarce, climate change has ravaged, you know, all the natural environments, and water becomes a scarcity and it becomes a luxury. So based on the I guess like social ranking or class so that residents belong in, they get a certain amount of water. So you can see how that sets up kind of this background for what the astronauts could possibly be uh going to the moon for and yeah no I, what, what else can I say I don't want to spoil too much I don't even remember what's in the trailer or how much they reveal in the trailer I think I feel like Netflix trailers tend to reveal a lot like stuff that occurs even like late into the drama so maybe don't watch the trailer just go right into the show you know but it's really good Amazing ensemble cast. A lot of the actors and actresses ten- are on the older side, which is really cool. You kind of see this like maturity. Um, some of the actors that you may recognize are uh, Gong yu which is the guy from uh, Squid Game. If you watched that other very popular Netflix K drama, he is the guy in the business suit who uh, plays the Takji game, which is like the throwing the like folded piece of paper. At the ground onto another one to make it flip um and an- the main female character is Beidura, who was in Kingdom, which is that like zombie period k drama also on Netflix, and yeah, and then there's a couple of other actors and actresses, but it's a super cool drama. it's very well produced. The cinematography is what really got me the cinematography and the music. I think it's super cool like I'm not usually one who like analyzes like oh this angle or like this filming style but it's like just so different from what you would normally expect from like k-dramas especially and just shows as well there's a lot of like silence and I feel like silence and sound is like a very powerful kind of thing that they use in the drama um, to kind of you know create these moments of of tension and an apprehension, so it's very interesting. It kind of starts off like, oh, what's going on? Like this is cool. We're in a dystopian world, but then it definitely kind of like descends into chaos. So you definitely got to stick to the end. But you also got to watch the beginning. It's really good. The shots are beautiful. It's a very cool kind of like look and vibe to it. Um, and one well, other thing I like about Netflix K dramas is that they often have their like not like full on credits but like the little like mini credits that has all the like main actors and like directors and whatever at the front of of the of the of each episode so it'll have like a little snippet or something of of the actual episode and then it'll go to like the title scene and then it'll play the rest of the episode but the they had that with kingdom and it was really pretty they also have it in silent sea um and it's a lot of really cool shots of, like, water in this kind of just, like, vacuum space kind of thing. So, anyways, it's really cool. Again, check out Silent Sea. It's only eight episodes. They're pretty short. And each one of them is amazing. And you'll get hooked on it. Like, each each episode ends in a pretty big cliffhanger every time. So, there's definitely stuff that'll keep you hooked onto to it. So, check that out. Let me know what you think. Then the second K drama I wanted to recommend to you guys is also released from Netflix. I think it's recent, but not as recent as recent as Silent Sea. It's called Hellbound. This one also takes place in a slightly dystopian Earth, not too much into the future where the resources are all like depleted and whatnot, but like in the future enough that they mention like the COVID pandemic being over and and whatnot. So this. Series is only six episodes, so it's even shorter, and the episodes are about 45 minutes long again. This one, I will say, I didn't like as much as Silent Sea, but it's definitely got a different vibe to it. So, this one is about kind of just like a series of, of, of events happening. So, basically, there are these like, there's this kind of like big giant face apparition, like that just comes out of thin air. And it'll tell you, like, oh, in three hours or in three days or in 30 seconds, you will be sent to hell. And once that face tells you that, you can't avoid it. Like, you kind of just got to wait it out knowing you're going to be sent to hell in however many days or weeks or whatever. And when your time comes, there would be these kind of, like, booming noises, these, like, this rhythmic noise, right? And these, like, three really, like, buff, kind of, like, shadowy, like, weird, like, figures will basically chase after you. There's three of them, and they are the executors, and they're basically the people, or I don't think they're people, they're the creatures that send you to hell. Um, And it's kind of, like, it's, like, a gruesome kind of death, though. So, like, it, they kind of, like, they chase you down, and they will definitely just, like, grab you, and then they kind of, like, hold on to you and then like there will be this like really bright light shining and it'll it'll they'll basically like burn like burn you like from the inside until there's like kind of nothing left but like charcoal which sounds very gruesome so it's not horrible but it does get a little bit gory at times um and basically the main character is this is this cult leader that has basically said oh we knew this was coming we told you this was going to happen we prophesied that this was going to happen you just have to kind of go with it the people who are hellbound are sinners right like they deserve what they get right and then the there's not like a huge kind of storyline it's pretty interesting so without spoiling too much the first three episodes focus more on that cult leader as well as detectives that are trying to figure out the reasoning behind what's happening um and then the last three episodes follow kind of a more specific group of characters um they follow a like news reporter or like a, pro- a producer and his wife who find out that their newborn baby has been decreed to go to hell and so then they try to figure out why that is and and what that means right um and so this k-drama is definitely very stressful <laughs> um like a different type of stressful you know and it's very short as well and a lot of stuff is like constantly happening and it's definitely just kind of like a little confusing but also all over the place and it ends in a cliffhanger so I'm hoping there's going to be a season two if so probably not for a while um so definitely check it out now and let me know what you think and I want to say that's it for the recommendations I feel like I feel like that's it. Those are the two like short K-dramas that I've watched. Another one that I'm currently watching right now with my family is called Happiness, which sounds really cute. Um but we actually only have two episodes left and there's 12 episodes, so it's slightly longer than Silent Sea and Hellbound, but it is also not like 16 episodes or 20 episodes. Um, And so this one takes place in, again, slightly dystopian world, but not too far off. It's like 2022 or something, which I guess that's technically now. Yeah. Um, But it does take place in a future that's like after the COVID pandemic. Um, And it actually mentions kind of COVID a lot, which is like really interesting because most dramas that I've seen don't really mention like pandemic or anything. I feel like most times it's just like everything's fine, you know? Um, So very interesting in that sense but basically it follows this like i don't even know what what the female character is she's like a she's like an army trainer training officer or something like that um and she and the main male character who is a detective they end up moving into this apartment complex and things go, things go insane like people so basically this disease i don't even know if it, you can call it a disease this infection this virus goes around and they're trying to find the source of the virus, first of all, but they're also trying to stop the residents of the apartment from all, you know, succumbing to the virus. So what happens is that when you get infected by the virus, which they think you can get infected by someone via, like, getting scratched by someone who's infected or, like, bitten, um, you start having this really, like, un unquenched thirst, unquenchable thirst, if that even is a word and you get really really thirsty for water so first you just try and drink a bunch of water to satiate yourself and then it turns into a craving for blood right and then that's when you kind of like go crazy and stuff like that so basically they're trying to find out like what's the cause of this virus where is it coming from how do we you know solve it and whatnot or not solve it how do we cure people of it i guess um and so it is definitely more Regular K drama, like there, it's not as stressful as, as Silent Sea and Hellbound, but there's still a lot of kind of like character. There's a lot of like ensemble characters that you stick, that's kind of stick with you throughout the entire drama, and you kind of, you know, you don't like them, but everyone's just trying to survive and kind of like everyone's on their own you know um so definitely an interesting interesting kind of plot storyline check that out again it's called happiness if you're interested um but I think those are all the recommendations I have for you guys now that it's actually getting pretty close to winter quarter starting I can't start any new dramas unless they're like six episodes long so anyways that's it for this part of the episode but as always, we've got our song wrecks and I will give you those to. I will give you those. I will give those to you guys in the next segment. All right, welcome back. So, in the time it took for the break to play, I had to kind of scour through my music. So, I've been discovering a lot of new songs actually and listening to a lot of different artists, but I've got some songs that have stood out. So, the first one that I want to recommend to you guys, without a doubt, is Tacones Rojos by Sebastian Yatra. So, he is, I believe, a Colombian singer, and I have I ever recommended a song by him? I don't remember, but... He has a really nice voice, super cute, and I think this is one of his newest songs, potentially his most recently released song. Um, so tacones, tacones Rojos means red high heels, and basically he sings about this this girl who is kind of his, like, peace of mind, um, who has just, like, I think the, the the chorus goes, like, this girl who has a collection of broken hearts. Um, but she's kind of the the girl in my eyes, you know. And she's the one who dances with red heels. So, you know, I have to listen to the rest of the lyrics and understand them. My Spanish is a bit rusty. But not only are the lyrics pretty cute, but so is the melody. And it is very kind of, like, upbeat and definitely a dance song. So, like, definitely, like, a dance pop, a dance Latin pop song. Um, but there's also a music video. And in it, he dances with a girl in red high heels, which, you know, we love the connection between the lyrics and and the visuals that we see. So it's a really cute song. There is a lot of, like, acoustic guitar influence in it, even though, you know, towards the chorus, it gets very kind of, like, band, you know? But it's a good time. Definitely check it out. And just sing along. Like, it's such a good time. I recommended this to one of my friends, like, today, just before recording this. Um, And he really liked it, so definitely check out that song and then the second song that I want to recommend is Could This Be Love by The Wanted oh my gosh you guys back in like Radio Disney days like maybe like 2012 maybe I don't know if you remember The Wanted I think their most well-known song was like Chasing the Sun or like Glad You Came but they were, like, you know, like, a, they're, like, a British boy band. I think they, like, recently had, like, a comeback. Like, I'm pretty sure they were disbanded for a hot second and they had a comeback with, like, a new song. But Could This Be Love is from their album, like, a long time ago. Like, maybe 2014, 2013. Um, But it's super catchy. And I remember, like, listening to the songs, to some of the songs in that album. But I don't remember listening to this song. So I kind of just discovered it now, even though I, like, knew that the album existed several years ago but it's your classic kind of boy band upbeat like I'm in love with someone you can't live without her you know that kind of thing but that doesn't mean we can't enjoy it it's a good melody I think the members have really nice voices and they're pretty distinct and it's a good time it's just like it's just a good melody so you know not a lot of description for my songwrecks today but that's because they are simply fun songs that you can dance to and sing out loud to. so again check out tacones rojos by sebastian yatra and could this be love by the wanted and let me know what you think so i guess that leads me to my obligatory plug if you haven't already make sure to follow me on instagram at music to my ears pod I post every time a new episode is up, announcing the two songwrecks and kind of just about what each episode is about. If you've got Spotify, feel free to follow the playlist Music to My Ears songwrecks that has all the songs recommended in the history of this podcast. I think we're nearing about 120 songs-ish, which, you know, it's steadily added, so check that out but I think that's it for this episode. So as always, I hope you guys enjoyed listening to this episode as much as I did recording it. Please make sure you're taking care of yourselves, eating enough food, eating enough snacks, taking enough breaks, getting enough sleep, catching up on sleep during winter break before school starts up again, and just having fun. So anyways, that's it for this episode, but I will see you guys all in the next one. Bye everyone!